I want to start off episode 16 this week by letting the audience know that I truly, really did try. Would you try? To change my ways and watch the college football playoff. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't I, I, try, prom- I promise. I really no, you did. didn't, bro. I you're, really you're, did try this your year. Tweets, your tweets shifted to, do to not, Raw so fast. Do not cap me. Do not cap me. <laughs> cap. Do not cap me. Word. It was Monday night, too. <laughs> but after yeah, bro, listen, listen, listen. Mark was definitely we, on Raw. He was checking yeah, out listen, we, on Twitter. <laughs> we were talking. We were talking. And then we hung up. And then 10 minutes later, you was tweeting about Raw. We hung up and we were like, yeah, definitely watch it. And I was like, all right, bro, I got you. I put yeah. on the game, couple downs. I'm just like, God, I'm like, to pass out. I, I was on the timeline. I said, damn, this nigga Mark went right to Raw. And the funniest thing about it was I was like, I'm not even going to say nothing. There was a few times I had tweets written up. Really? Like, yo, what just happened last play, nigga? But uh, I, I was like, I'm going to get him on the show. Yeah, I decided to watch. Uh, I decided to good, watch uh, a different a different kind of sports. Last yeah, night. yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Different kind of sports last night, but it's all uh, episode sixteen of RSPN. What up? He is Jeff. I am Mark. We have a special guest in the building, a guest that everybody is familiar with, and he is on for another episode. El Tonio My is God. on with us for a full episode today. My G. They keep they keep bringing me back. I don't know why. <laughs> no checks. The streets love you. The fans love you. Good afternoon and a special hello to all of our families. Let's see. We've got our Apple Podcast family, Spotify yeah. family, SoundCloud, Google Play. Everybody that's listening today, wherever you're listening to, shout out to you for coming in for another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport. There's plenty to discuss for this past week in the NBA, along with a 20-year anniversary that I'm pretty interested about because... Uh, this is something that I feel gets overlooked in the lineage of the NBA, and we have the opportunity to talk about it on RSPN this week. But we'll start off with a couple minutes going towards the college football playoff last night, in which you snoozed on. I took a couple minutes. I took a couple minutes and switched back and forth. Mm. Caught. I caught. Caught a. Caught a pretty interesting halftime show. Oh, along okay. With the, along this with man, the, this man got the you got the halftime show, but didn't get didn't watch the game. Well, the second half ended up being apparently not a game, but well, you know, but but in this case, that was the beauty of it. Yeah, for everybody <laughs> that did watch, we were able to see Clemson defeat Alabama in extraordinary fashion and win their second championship in how many years? Four. Four. Second championship in four years under Dabo Swinney. Uh, how did y'all? How did y'all like the game? I I mean, the game started off really really nice. I think the first drive to it through that that pick six so it was kind of like already pretty exciting you could see Dabo going crazy on the run back so I was like oh this is good energy right here so I enjoyed it immediately and I think the next drive uh to it through that bomb a few plays a few plays later I think on a third down I think the pick six was on the third down too and it was seven seven real fast I was like damn this game's about to be lit so it started off really really nice it turned it turned into what everybody always talks about if if you're a true college fan everybody talks about oh how the big 12 how they don't have any off they don't have any defense and they just Mm -hmm. have straight offense and then all of a sudden everybody 
said, oh, wait, I, I kind of like this type of game. It, it, right. Scoring in the first quarter, it was, I think it was 21-16 at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. So then I went. I wanted to. I made my little my little snark uh, comment to the timeline, talking about, "Oh, this is Big Twelve football and national championship." I did. I did see that. Yeah. Did y'all also join in last night in the SEC slander? I mean, no, not necessarily. I I, I, was, I was just in on Bama slander. <laughs> I did. I just I just watched people highly overreact. <laughs> we understand that a lot of people don't like Alabama just because people just don't like dynasties at all. Right. right, and, right. And, They're and, really and they good. That. And to, I'm not taking anything away from what Clemson did, but it, it was one of those things where it Clemson caught Alabama at the right time. Yeah, I, they I, caught, I feel that way. They caught Alabama at the right time. Clemson was the very senior laden team. Nobody's paid attention to this, and I and I've talked. I told a lot of people this. Nobody paid attention, but from the beginning of of fall camp, Nick Saban has been talking about how his defense is not as good. His defense is not as good. He's been harping on it all year long, and nobody ever listened to him. You got to see it. And the, see reason, it and, the, and the reason and the reason why nobody listened to it is because Tua and the offense took off that we've never seen from Alabama before. Mm-hmm. So it kind of kept the defense on the back burner. Right. So Bama, Bama going vertical consistently and doing it really well is not something – that you see from Alabama, yeah, especially, yeah, especially from them. So it was, it's kind of like seeing a unicorn. It's like, whoa, this Bama offense is like, it used to be anemic. Now all of a sudden, it's explosive. It's leading the, it's leading the country in, in points. It's, it's doing all this. They got a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. They got three stud wide receivers. They got three stud running backs. And it's like, okay, well, let's not even worry about the defense. And then the second half, and you could really see it from the second half of the Oklahoma game. And it's like, oh, whoa, this defense is really struggling. And people like me have seen that from a while. Like, we knew that their defense was struggling. But looking at the offense from a whole, the offense just caught everybody's eye. Mm-hmm. And not to take any, and like I said, not to take anything away from Clemson, like, Trevor Lawrence was flat out amazing. He, amazing, he was, bro. Truly. He was flat out amazing. And that poise, man. That poise. And, and, and football nerds like myself and, and people who follow college and, college and high school recruiting. We've known about Trevor Lawrence for about two years now since he was a junior in high school. Like, we've known he is going to eventually be the number one overall pick in the draft in 2021. We've known that this happened. So what he did this past couple, two weeks did not shock me at all because we know that how talented – I know how talented that kid was. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, at the, you remember they, they also had a transfer who – basically transfer because he you know the job wasn't his anymore he lost a job and you kind of got to see why i mean not that he's a bad player but trevor's he's special he's special man you know scott is a clemson guy and he's out there in greer right now so he's doesn't let me miss anything so uh i I know about sunshine for for a minute but he's yeah he's 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 special he's special man and and the one thing i do got to say is you got you have to give all the credit to Dabo. Because Coach Sweeney, not not a lot of coaches would would take the guy who brought them to the championship game, and right. then all of a sudden say, you know what, this um, isn't the right team for you right now. Right, right now, if if we want to do what we did last night, I need to play this kid. Right, and he needs to start. and stand by it and stand and by stand it by too. it. And a lot of, and a lot of coaches wouldn't have done that. I very maybe two or three I can think of off the top of my head that would do something like that. Um, one of them played. One of them was a coach last night when when Coach Saban last year pulled Jalen Hurts out mm-hmm. in the second half or two, 
and he just know he needed a spark. But like I said, I just think Clemson caught Alabama at the right time. Clemson had Clemson has a senior related defense. I think they had seven de- uh, seven seniors on that defense, four on the offensive, three on the offensive defensive line. Uh, the two linebackers, the two safeties. I think this one of the safeties is a redshirt junior, but he's going to go into the draft. So yeah, like, yeah. they just they caught Alabama at the right time. It kind of reminds me of, and me being a Texas fan, it kind of reminds me of in 2009 when the dynasty first started. Texas kind of caught Alabama at the right time, but the quarterback got hurt. Mm-hmm. Texas was a senior-laden defense. They was a senior-laden football team with a senior quarterback, and they were up. They were going. They they could have been up sixteen to nothing in that game, and Colt McCoy gets hurt the first the, the first drive. Colt McCoy, he gets hurt the first uh, drive. Those two, because everybody forgets they they get the ball. They get they score all. They get all the way down the field. Colt gets hurt. They kick three points. Then they kick the onside kick. They recover it, and they kicked another field goal. Instead of it being fourteen nothing, it was six to nothing, and Bama could not could not run the ball. Or throw the ball the whole game in that first half, and I and I actually I can't watch the, that whole game because I get sick to my stomach mm-hmm. knowing that we should have beat Bama and, and Texas kind of started the Bama dynasty in two thousand nine, but you know I just think Bama got caught at the right time. It, it, this team, this team next year, this Bama team next year is going to be loaded, loaded offensive line, defensive line, the whole the whole offense comes back from a skill position standpoint, except for the two running backs who I think is going to leave and then it doesn't really matter. As they should, as they should. As they should because then (laughs) the guy who's the the third string was the number one recruit in the country two years Mm -hmm. ago. So it's like, so it's, it's a machine at Alabama. So yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's no exaggeration. This isn't, this doesn't, this isn't going to stop. You know, it's not, but you, but you see everybody saying, "Oh, this is going to stop. This is the end of the dynasty." No, I you mean, know, I, just you know, just that, a that's whole like overreaction. It is an overreaction because it's not like Bama is just going to start losing games because Clemson got them really good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's not what's going to happen. We could see this rematched again next season. Oh, we're so, going to see it next year. <laughs> so you know, don't definitely don't over exaggerate. But yeah, it's it's awesome to see. You know, I guess. I don't I don't consider Clemson underdogs, you know, but I'm just saying you you know how it is against Bama and I don't mind seeing Bama go down in a championship type situation, uh winner take all, perfect records on the line, championship on the line, young quarterbacks out here, you know, two top coaches like who yeah. doesn't who doesn't want to see that? So, you know, yeah. And I'm going to tell people from from this draft probably till 2021 a lot of mm. the, a lot of the guys that you saw on the field tonight <coughs> yeah are going to be s- probably superstars in the, N- in the nfl now let me the, ask you a question the, the, the two receivers ross and mm. higgins yeah they're probably going to be the number next year higgins is going to be the number one wide receiver in the draft and two years from now ross is going to be the number one receiver in the draft and those are all first round picks yeah you, including you, the quarterback real. and that's including real. the running back that nobody talks about from clemson well you know, before we before we move on, man, I gotta ask you. Just this is just real quick. It ain't gotta be nothing long. Who should the Cardinals take with the number one pick? Post, or I'm sorry, pre combine. Just as of right now, who would you want? Who would you like to see get drafted there? I'm just Bosa. what's your what's your pick? Bosa. Okay. Bosa. Thanks. Bosa. Thanks, and, buddy. And and this league, <laughs> and this and in that league, you either need you need one you need the quarterback or you need the guy that can get after the quarterback. I hear you. I hear you. Perfect. No, um, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I just was curious. 
and you, Arizona you, you, and you Arizona's Cliff's got the quarterback. That? Oh yeah, Cliff knows that. Okay, cool. That's, say no more. You, say no more. Because you, you know why? All, what offensive guys think? Offensive guys think that I can get anybody that I want. Mm-hmm. I can take anybody from a third round, fourth round. I can make him a star. He's going to make Christian Kirk a star. Right. Who's who had a with, really good season? Who had a oh, really good rookie year? Yes. Yes. With Rosen, he's got his quarterback now. Okay, we're just we're just going to tangle with this defense. We're going to tangle with Patrick Peterson. We're going to tangle with Chandler Jones. We're going to get we're going to get Nick Bosa. So it's going to be Nick Bosa and Chandler Jones rushing your quarterback, and, and with with uh with the division that has Russell Wilson and Jared Goff in it. Right. Right. Okay. Say no more, man. Thank you, bro. Jeff has had his eye on that number one pick. I want to say <laughs> the beginning. Since, of- I, since <laughs> I realized, yeah, since I realized we weren't going to be shit, yeah, I, I after a while, of course, I mean, that was I moved on mentally. I was like, all right, well, you know, I got to start looking towards the future. I'm glad that we made this hire. What can I say? We haven't like the number one pick. The situation is like, damn, I wish this happened in two seasons, <laughs> but uh, we like you said, we have our quarterback, so I can't really. I, I just had to get the right coach in. Listen, I'm just waiting to see what my Giants are going to do with number six. So, I hear you. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an important man. It's important, man. Because it's, it's like important. it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, I don't want them to trade up because they need to they need to fix their they yeah, need to get, fix get, that get roster. Get a guy. Get a guy. They need you, to fix. What do you want? They need to what fix. Do you want? If Haskins drops to six, I uh-huh. want Haskins. Okay. If Haskins is gone, you take the best available player. You roll right. the dice with Eli next year. You fix that whole roster, and then yeah. in 2020, you get your shot. At Tua, yeah, at yeah, Fromm, yeah. at at all that, those other quarterbacks exactly. that are going to come out. So that's exactly. going to be that's the class. That Hubbard, is the class. Hubbard's come. Hubbard's coming. So you got three guys who are going to probably be. It's going to be like this class last year yeah. with Baker and and oh, Rosen yes. and Allen and and Jackson, and I know I'm missing somebody and and Sam. Sam, so it's going it's going to be interesting. But I know this is, a, this is this is too much football talk for Mark. He, Mark, you still there? You're awake? Yeah, Mark. Uh, Mark sure no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wiping the fucking uh, sleep from my mouth. Oh, whatever, nigga. I am awake for some laughter that I do need to give. What? Some well-deserved laughter. What? For the past couple of weeks, <laughs> past couple of months, of a coach that has tormented my life, <laughs> stressed me out, Stressed this is out. all. This is all self stressed by the stressed way. out the entire state of Minnesota. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you that. Stressed out, Robbie Rav. <laughs> Robbie and I were definitely stressed, stressed out. Platinum Chanel boy. <laughs> Damn fact. Stressed out the Bulls a couple years ago. <laughs> Just a very stressful person. Stressed out Luol Deng's knees. <laughs> Come on, man. Enough. Stressed <laughs> out Derrick Rose. You <laughs> see. He stressed out a lot of knees. Stressed out Yoki Noah. <laughs> the list goes on and on, man. Was was getting ready to give Robert Covington 45 a game. <clears throat> man. We can finally say goodbye yeah. to a staple in the RSPN family, who he might not even know <laughs> that he's a staple in the RSPN family as a BX. He's not. He never, he, he, no, he never was. Hit the air horns because we're saying goodbye to fucking Tom Thibodeau. See you later, buddy. <laughs> Or actually, I hope I don't see you later. Just go do whatever you're gonna do somewhere else, if that's possible. But he'll he'll be back. He will be back as long as he's not back with anything that has to do with my team. So, you know, go try this shit elsewhere. Good luck to you, buddy. And and for for what it's worth, it was looking like. I mean, I, I feel like we we knew from a certain point that. <clears throat> 
it was going to be inevitable, but things were looking okay for Minnesota. After. No, I, I knew he was going to get us to the playoffs, and you know, but I, it, it's not like I got him and I thought, hey, finally we got a chance of getting a ring. Like that wasn't, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, so at that point, it's kind of it's tough, and then we all know what happened with the Jimmy Butler stuff. So, no, I, I wasn't really. I don't mind being ass one more year because I'm so interested in this draft coming up. So, like, if this would it, I mean, at this point, I know, again, I, I see what it's going to probably end up being for the most part, and I'm not the one to give up on, you know, the guys or nothing like that, but I'm also uh, fairly realistic. So, you know, this is a pretty dope draft coming up. So, hey, let's, let's, let's get him out of here now so he's not in charge of who we decide to pick, and uh, let's make something shake. Yeah, we've covered we've covered Jimmy Gate plenty times on end, and the real uh, bitch gate is that is that bitch? Gate? <laughs> this is a oh. real bitch gate. Oh gosh, here we go. The real bitch they, gate. They no, I honestly, honestly, I have I I'm not mad at him for wanting out, bro. I'm just fucking around. But you know, uh, I, I I did text Mark the other day about the comments in Philly, um, but uh, of course, Mark kind of. You know, he didn't he didn't go too hard because it's Philly involved. But yeah, uh, I'm legally binded to stay slanderless. Yeah, this uh, is the last season of that, by the way. How many months? I got six months. I got six months. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not doing this season three. I am just so everyone bi- knows. I'm legally season binded. three. I'm opening the floodgates. He, he, I will allow him to say anything and absolutely anything that he wants to say about the Philadelphia 76ers in season three. So just prepare for that because I'm, 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 I'm tired of it, man. I want you to be able to speak your heart about this situation. And I know there's probably some next season, you probably going to bring up some shit that happened <laughs> eight months ago. Now, why would I do such a thing? Cause you just, it's going to be, it's not like me. Yeah, actually. You know what? I don't even comment on that, but see, for those who are still curious about slanderless, my slanderless pack, I am legally binded by contract to not talk shit about <laughs> the 1776ers of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, um, I feel like you just saying it like that is slander. No, it's not. There's, there's, there's no slander. There's no slander in my heart. Drake, uh, Drake got me covered. Amp, get your boy, man, because I, I feel like you're like you're like. If can't do anything. If can't do anything. I am fine to my contract. You do you, but you you do you sly little things. You said, One little Drake bit. got my back. That to me, like I saw you post. Did you post it? Was that that's even posted picture? That's just Drake or in retweeted? a Sixers jersey. You- <laughs> that's just Drake in a in a little jersey, bro. That's that's that was the fire pick. The pick is fire, but listen, I know, I know where you. Why do? What? What's the reason for you to post that? Ah. What, what was the? What was the? Uh, what was the mission? Oh, there was no mission. I thought you know, I stumbled upon a. <laughs> so you so was like, let me post this one with, right after the Bama L, right? Speaking speaking of Drake, I know we just touched on this earlier, but did you see what Clemson put? On their Twitter, I did. I did. They did well with that. I that was that. absolutely hilarious. Cardinals put, had one today too. Same they way, put like, they they put they had. There's a video after they uh, Bama beat Oklahoma. The next day, Drake is like working out. He's got the Al- Al- Alabama hoodie on. So then Clemson says something about, "Hey, maybe we need to get you a, a Clemson shirt." Yeah. And so then the Clemson fans start badgering the Twitter feed, <laughs> saying, "No, don't give it to him. Don't give it to him." Yeah. yeah. So, so then, so then. The Clemson feed then retweets again. Sorry, Drake, our fans don't want you to uh, wear our gear. Uh, some to that, some to that effect. Yeah, wow. bad luck, man. Bad luck wow. in the sports game. It's a bad week for Drake. 
but we won't comment on uh the you watch what you post you posted my why would you post that picture man i feel like you nice was ready to slander no it was a nice pick i didn't say any slander you know just put a nice little uh put a nice Whatever little jersey say, in the case of tom thibodeau after the lakers lost a lot of the players that played for the Timberwolves were also surprised after uh, the firing of the blowout against the Los Angeles Lakers. Woj ended up coming out after the game and saying that Minnesota CEO Ethan Casson and GM Scott Layden. Them boys wasn't surprised. They walked into Thibodeau's office and fired him after the Lakers' victory. Thibodeau was surprised at the timing, had no idea that his ouster was imminent, which is um, – can, can we just cap can we just cap Thibodeau up for that? Man, look, bro. I'm looking for the cap sound this week. I'm looking for the Listen, caps man. down this week. So I've had enough. Cassin hadn't I, been a fan of the Thibodeau era, but who was? Who was honestly? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Come on, guys. It's it's not like I said. He didn't come in, and I wasn't like, oh, we're about to win something. Like at least I knew we were going to get to the playoffs again. That's great. That's a, that's an uh, you know that's an accomplishment. But I didn't think we were about to go to the promised land with him, and I wasn't even thinking in in advance. Like I didn't think basically I didn't think what he was going to do in the next whatever his contract was, four years, and as president, by the way. I feel like also if this would have kind of started with him just being a coach, I probably would have been a little higher on the situation, but I wasn't, I wasn't happy with the fact that he got to basically make decisions on, my, on players. So because of that, I was already turned off by it. So I thought to myself, you know, what am I going to look – what is this going to look like in three years? And even then, from a realistic standpoint, being a fan, I wasn't – like, so, you know, we're going to have things I can talk about and be happy about. Like, it was just like, we'll make it to the playoffs a few times, get knocked out in the first round, maybe beat a team in the first round like, as a surprise, get in, get knocked out. I wasn't, you know, at, at this point in time, when you're a coach, your coach needs to be attractive to a point of not, I know, even if it's small market, like you, your players got to want to play for your, for your coach. And if we if we see it, you know, other play, you know, players see it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It just is what it is. Like it, we're we're just we're just watching from the outside in, but they're in the league. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm sure Tibbs is a great guy, but what I'm trying to say is, are players lining up to play with him as a as a head coach? I don't think so, but that's just what I saw. One person that was hurt the most, uh, for some strange reason, Derek Rose. <laughs> they got history, uh, man. Yeah, it might not be. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Thinking I don't know it if it's from like a reason. I, right. I'm sure he's he's he likes him as a person and that's his coach, but they got history, history. They, 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 they got, they got history. And, and you got to remember after the whole Nick thing, like everybody thought he was finished. Like he yeah, was done. Yeah, and, and true. the one person that gave him a shot, cause Derek was in a dark place at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like he had just came off of a <clears throat> civil suit or whatever like that. He, he left the Knicks for for a couple of days and didn't tell anybody about anything that was going on. He was in a real, he was contemplating retirement and everything. Like he was in a really, really dark place. Right. And so when they didn't bring him back and the whole league's around, it's like, okay, nobody's going to, we don't really want to touch their Everybody, boots. I mean, so you, 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 you saw Twitter. Everybody thought Rose was finished. We saw what happened. We saw what happened with New York. He just up yeah. and left it to tell anybody. We, we can't bring this guy in. We can't. And then what had happened was he ended up in he ended up in Cleveland and that didn't work out. No. He went to LeBron. He's like, okay, LeBron, me, Wade, okay, we got a shot to win a title. I got a legit shot to get to a title and win a title. It wasn't working out. He gets traded to Utah. He gets cut. He's in the darkest of dark places right now. This is a former MVP who is twenty something years old who's in the middle of his prime, and his next option was retirement or China. And and Tibbs was the and Tibbs was the only one that gave him a start. 
gave him a shot. I gave him a shot again, and and he clearly has more left in the tank too. I mean, exactly. So, and I think Tibbs is the only one that could get that out of him. So that's probably why he was rather emotional or whatever, uh, whatever you may have it, whatever you want to call it. But I guess, yeah. I, I guess, I guess the part that I found, I guess the part that I found strange was the actual quote. Now he says he has a lot of confidence in himself, is what Rose told reporters. Uh, Tibbs was just the coach that believed in me. He jump-started my career, and for that, I'll always be thankful. But everybody that thinks that it's going to stop, kill yourself. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just yeah. not. I, 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 well, I know, I know, I know what age we're living in. But like, I personally had no issue with the statement. But I, like, I just, I, I see why. <laughs> like, I, he was just yeah, talking. You can't, you, you, you can't you know, say you, that now. You right, exactly. You can't, you, you, you you can't, can't put what, those like, two words together right now. Right, right. You know how, like, if I'm talking to Mark and I'm, and he's, it, you know, we're just, it's just like, a, it, I feel like he just said it, like, so naturally that he wasn't even thinking that it was going, you know, that this was going to come back to Hunter. He's just like, you know, just regular. Especially to reporters. And then he just doubled downs on it. It's like, all right, we heard you. We heard you first time. All right, we get it. Yeah. I'm not going to slow down. But, he cannot say that right now. Yeah, yeah. And he has apologized. Uh, I don't care. I personally don't care if you're asking. Like, I don't give a fuck. But like, he, he, you know. Yeah, but he's he's always he's always had that that he's always had that loose cannon of a mouth. Like he's oh he's always been like that. And yeah. from Chicago, from from cursing up a storm in his press game conference with the Knicks. Like he's an open he's an open book. Like he he says what's on his mind. He doesn't he doesn't care about the backlash that comes with it. Yeah, I, I, he, 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 de- he definitely shouldn't have said it, but I, I don't think it was malicious. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't seem to complain much, and uh, uh, as far as having to apologize for that, so no, no, I, he, he probably went back and looked at it like, damn, you know, y'all right. Yeah, so I guess it is what it is with that. Now, um, with the open position for Tom Thibodeau, uh, Flip Saunders' son is currently with the takeover, so Ryan Saunders is taking over as coach, but currently. Shots. We have a few candidates for the, the coach tell me, or tell GM me positions. Tell me your candidates, so the, Mark. So the candidates that I was able to see for the coach or GM position, or it could be both, because, of course, mm-hmm. Thibodeau was able to we don't want uh, both. We do don't both want positions. Both. We don't want both. We have, <laughs> we have soon-to-be Hall of Famer. <laughs> we have soon-to-be Hall of Famer Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. And we have a very <laughs> familiar link between the Timberwolves and the Chicago Bulls yeah. in – Head coach Fred Hoiberg. I'll accept either one, but I don't want either of them working my front. After office. we just killed Hoiberg like three weeks ago. Yeah, bro. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. If 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 a coach goes to a different team, I can't. We're not the same team. I can't really. Whatever he did in Chicago, he did in Chicago. So would you rather? So, Fred, would you rather Fred or Chauncey? Chaun, Chauncey has. I rather, to, I rather. I rather Chauncey. Yeah, Chauncey has seemed to to want and in or, or have an interest in. I, a head coach position anywhere for the past yeah I, I mean like I, past I, years. I rather I rather Chauncey but my reasons are probably different why is that I mean I, I I'm not I don't I'm not saying that he wouldn't be good at it. I'm sure I'm sure he he has the knowledge but it'd just be cool as fuck as well Elton what do you think well I, I know I know Hoiberg came out last night said that he wants to coach he doesn't want to be in the front office like good. he he wants to coach he really wants to coach I know that I think Chauncey wants to be a GM. I don't think he wants to coach. He, I, I think I don't think he wants to coach. I think he wants to be a GM. Right. So he you think to, it would work out that way then. I think it would work out if it but once again they have to be on the same page. Right, right. Exactly. So exactly. we'll see. I but 
no, I mean, Mark, I don't, I don't, if we hired Fred, I would not be like wilding out about it. And right now, cool. and right now, after how everything happened with the fallout of Jimmy Butler, I don't know if anybody wants to be too close with um, Timberwolves front office right now and entertain all of that mess. But so it far, they've nothing to well from a game perspective. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't nothing, bro. I don't, I told you this. I told you that I don't think it was as big as it was. I think it was just some shit that happens probably in a lot of different locker rooms, except it, it got reported. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we we've had this discussion, bro. Like, and I'm not. And since I, I can't legally speak, since I can't legally speak on the Philadelphia Sixers <laughs> right now, um, there was some news relating to Jimmy Butler and his remarks towards head coach Brett Brown. I mean, you, does that prove? Does that prove a couple of things? Bro, to you? I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to listen. Listen, I don't want to drag this man. Uh, his role is different in Philly. They're basically playing him exactly in Covington spot, so I'm sure he's a little aggravated by it but i mean like look all i'm saying is that whole situation when he was in minnesota i feel like tibbs did get the wrong end of that uh, like he got a lot of he got a lot of bad shit for that situation but i honestly I, I think it was it was just butler being a bit of a diva and i think this shit probably happens in a lot a lot of practices and like i said this just got reported and then what's her face flew out to Minnesota and, and talked to Jimmy. Like it was, you know, and then like the press that we were, remember we were in the chat that day. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't, he didn't give, he didn't give us what we thought we were going to get with that situation. And I, I don't know if it was as big as it, as it really was. I just think a situation went down. He was upset and that's what happened. But you know, Twitter, Twitter would tell you Wiggins is soft, cat soft. They would they'll tell you, you know, they, have, they haven't seen a single Timberwolves game besides one that's televised against the Lakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but they you know if you if you let them say it you know my guys are soft and Butler was putting them in their place because he because of whatever like you know what I'm saying so it's I don't I don't really I'm cool with it bro uh, I I I you know giggled at the at the Wiggins thing I don't know how deep it is just like I don't I wasn't sure if it was that deep in Minnesota but him complaining about it is funny of course because it it's just ironic but other than that. I don't, I don't, I don't care, man. Uh, just, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what he thinks his place is in the league. I guess I'll just say that. All right. Well, we'll follow up with more with the new head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. On top of that, the tenure trio still holds strong with Greg, Eric, and Rick Carlisle as the three longest tenured coaches. So we'll see who gets to be added to the bottom of that totem pole. All right, let's take a quick break and come back. When we return, we have the 20-year anniversary of the 1998-1999 lockout. We'll go over the details of what had happened before the lockout began around the 1998 finals, uh, what players were able to do during their downtime. Some had a lot more fun than others. And we'll go over the deal that David Stern and Billy Hunter were able to approve to get the shortened NBA season going. Along with much more, we got shout outs, soldier moments. We'll get to that, but we'll get to that when we come back. So stay tuned. It's RSPN on RNC Radio. We'll be back after this. All right, RSPN on RNC Radio. We are back with episode 16. Yep. He's Jeff and I. Mark Elton is in the building with us. Mark, you take another shot before the show? Absolutely not. <laughs> you didn't take any shots before the show? One is one is just fine. Mark Mark occasionally take you know hit some brown right <laughs> right before we go on air, y'all. Oh, That's boy. the secret. We we both got things that we do before we get to the all right before we get to the ninety eight ninety nine lockout. We have some 
little bit of plugs to take care of. Uh, if, you're, if you've been following RNC Radio on Twitter, why did I say Twitter? Like Twitter. That? Twitter. <laughs> you knew I was going to catch God damn it. Fucking <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Yo, you, as soon as you... As soon as you said that, oh no, I'm glad. I can't I'm so, even talk. Hold on, I can't even talk. Okay, so hold on, hold on. What time? Okay. <laughs> hold on, Nikki. Hold on, Nikki. I'm crying. I'm crying. Hold on. Hold on. That's what happens when I try to talk while I read. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm oh crying. I'm man, crying. I'm crying. Okay, so look. You, you are Mario. It's all good, man. As soon as, as as soon as Mark said, no, need a second one. As soon as Mark said. <laughs> As soon as Mark said Twitter, Elton caught it before I did. The only reason, listen, the only reason I didn't react faster was because my mouth dropped. I, like, <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even that's what you're get fucking the words connecting, out. You're fucking connecting thoughts together, and, and bro, I couldn't even get the words out, bro. I was, I immediately started crying, laughing, bro. I was like, I'm about to get his ass. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to get <laughs> Like, I was so happy, bro. Oh man, Twitter. Oh, All right, take two. We are back. RNC yeah. on RNC Radio, episode sixteen. Oh man, he is Jeff and I am Mark. <laughs> Elton is in the building. Oh, yes, man. sir. Uh, with us to go over the twenty-year anniversary of the ninety-eight, ninety-nine lockout. But before we get to that, we have some RNC previews for you to take a look at. Yeah, follow at RNC Radio Live on Twitter if you are. Uh, not familiar with everything that we have coming up for 2019. Brand new shows, brand new playlists, brand new content for you going into the new year and especially going into the summer as well. A whole lot of shit. And it, it, a lot of it is like first quarter stuff. Like that's the fun, that's the crazy thing about it is like we, we have so much more stuff that's going to be happening this year. This is just like it's, it's just a little bit for y'all. So you'll you'll enjoy it. Yep, we have uh, brand new shows coming, like with the cable box. My love, new... my love, Pat. Yep, he's going to be coming through with uh, uh, taking care of your TV needs and anything that you would like to know uh, for the best TV to watch throughout the month. RNC Radio flagship podcast is coming back with J5 and Josh Pease. They're going to have, from what it looks like on the cover, and I'm hoping that it's going to be this. What? It's going to I be heard. the 10-year anniversary of Deep in the Rap soon. So if they're going to cover Deep in the Rap, I'm going to I be heard, I heard, uh, I heard Drake's on it. You I heard, heard Drake's, Drake's the on guess. it? Yeah, I heard Drake's the guess. All right. Well, uh, I wonder. That's just what uh, I heard. That's just what I heard. How much, of that, how much of that RNC radio budget is it going towards it Drake? Wasn't, it, I made a call. It wasn't, it wasn't in the budget. I made a call. Ooh. Oh, oh you, made a, you, made a, you made a call? <laughs> we, know, we know you, Brian, and Cam be holding it down. <laughs> shout out my niggas, man. Uh, brand new late fees coming. Our one year anniversary is coming. Uh, perfect playlist with Huey. He's going to be dropping that soon. Huey. Top Mode Volume Two. Uh, okay, is that, is, that, is that not Huey's name? Is that not Huey's name? No, it's just wait. Top Mode Top Mode Volume Two with Robbie's coming. Uh, Gym yeah. Life playlist with Mills is coming. Mm-hmm. Blush Three with Jeff and Cyrus. That's on the way. Yeah, Cyrus is Cyrus is on is on this man. Uh, new A show uh, covering CM Punk. I believe it's five years since he walked out. That's on the you way. You know I'm on now. I'm listening to that one. ASAP. Look, Lookout season four is on the way. Shout out to everybody once again. Uh, was contributing towards the holidays, the giveaways, the t-shirts. Thank you for supporting with that. Uh, REOP game is coming back in January. Kingdom Hearts yep. 3 is going to be dropping soon, so expect hey, everyone to cover that. I, I just bought the story so far. Like today. You just bought the story? 
Yeah, Kingdom Hearts, the story so far is basically every Kingdom Hearts game that's came out. And last but not least, new spot callers for the month of January as they go over Johnny Gargano and his time in Evolve. So Pretty cool, huh? Yep. And on top of that, RNC Radio Live just came back with the playlist. Uh, R&B niggas. and RNC will be back with that playlist soon. We them niggas. Whole, there's a whole lot of content. The one thing hey, man, we did- fly to L.A., man. Fly to L.A. February 1st to the 4th, man. Hell no, I'm not flying to L.A. Come on, man. I'm there, man. I'm in L.A. Come on, man. Hell Come on, I'm... Mark. Mark, just do it, bro. It's my birthday, man. Yeah, Mark, you got it. Aquarius season, man. I know you making, making that it. cheese, man. I got it. Oh, and speaking of birthdays, we got more air horns to drop. Elton's birthday was yeah. four days ago, and we didn't even get to cover it. So shout did out you, and happy birthday you, to Elton. Did you tell him? Tell him what? You tell him happy birthday on Twitter. Absolutely. I didn't see it. No, oh, he, on, he told, oh, on Twitter? Told, no, I think I t- he told me. He told me in a group chat. Oh, come on! Wow, Mark, you ashamed? Huh? I think he is. Huh? I think he is. Because I didn't put it on Twitter. Come on, man. Twitter, man. You, you know, you know, you know, you know how we are now these days. You know, if you didn't put it on social media, you don't <laughs> it ain't happen. It. it ain't happen. You know, oh, you yeah. know what's funny about you know what's funny about the birthday wishes. I wonder what's up. What I wonder what people prefer. Like, would you rather have? Okay, so you got the text messages that you can get. You want right? to ask me? You want to ask me? I, th- I think we'll. I think we'll ask everybody. We'll ask everybody. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, audience. Yeah. What do they expect? Like, you have the text message. You have the phone call. You have the yeah. Instagram comment on the yeah. photo that you just dropped to your birthday. Photo. <laughs> you know how I do. You have <laughs> the Twitter message that you definitely have to. You know, put some thought into that one. Yeah. Um. What else? You have the Instagram post. You gotta put the throwbacks up and have the long Instagram comment. And right, right. I right. knew you from 15 years there's, ago. There's a few. There's a few. What else can you have? Uh, there's the group chat. Happy birthday. There's. Yeah. That's the one I like. I like the least. I think that's. I think that's six. Yeah, I think that's six. So, so, so what do people prefer? I don't know. I think everybody's Ooh. probably different. I, 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 I'm actually, I'm not the one to talk because I'm terrible with birthdays. But like, for me personally, I like to call. Depending on who, like, depending on who's calling me, like, right at midnight, I like the call. Um, the tweets are appreciated, but you know, I, I, I prefer a nice personal text more than anything. I personal text, boom, knock it out. That's you know, I appreciate that. And then, because nine times out of ten, the person who sent you the personal text, they usually they'll spread out another one, another happy birthday on the timeline a little later, you know what I'm saying. But the cause, cause is different now. Cause is like, you know, parents, your your girl, you know, or your boyfriend, whatever. That you know, that that's that's like hello. Get that little happy birthday spill. Maybe it's a few minutes after the birthday, but you know. Also you could DM me on Twitter or, or IG if if you know. Oh, happy birthday through DM. Oh, that's green. If you're doing uh happy hey, birthday listen, DM, if you send me oh if you God. if you tell me see you gotta, you gotta. I don't, I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I'm putting. I'm, I was about to put too much game out there, but, but. If yeah, you, don't do if you're, Yeah, I know. Just you know, if you DM me happy birthday. That's for the know, paid. That's for the paid podcast. That's for the paid podcast. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> you DM me happy birthday on my birthday and DMs. You know, I may see you later that night. Let's just say that. Oh dear God! You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, a Patreon podcast. So, so, so 99, 99 lockout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 99 lockout, yeah. You didn't even get to tell us when you prefer, yeah, Elton. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. What would you prefer? 
It don't matter. It's it's the thought that counts. I got I got I got texts. I got calls. I got that's the that's the uh, mm. the, the the agent. That's the agent response right there. D- DM. You know I got DM. Thought that got, counts. Oh, yeah, the DMs. Okay. You know on, DMs. on 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 Twitter, a couple of my coaching coaching buddies and former players told me how to saw that. So salute. You no, know, it's just the thought that counts. I don't really. I'm not really care of all oh, you. You got to put it here. Did, uh, what 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 did Porzingis do? Did he text you or, or call? Nah, I just told him get. Nah, he, he's he's doing he, his job is to get healthy. That's his birthday present. He he probably tweeted you say, "Look, I'm in training right now. I just want to take some time out." <laughs> oh, there's yeah. oh, there's some hashtag training going on. Nah, <laughs> my 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 birthday present coming in about what how what six months? So we'll see, bro. Six, six months. Less than less than six months. Around July one. Around July one, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. If y'all have me on later on, I'll I'll drop some info. I I I have a feeling where this is going, but that's cool. We we gonna hold you. Well, well, well I prefer you hold on to it. I can't yeah. wait. July first is gonna come, and everybody's gonna be like, "Holy shit, we didn't expect it." And if you've been listening to the show, you could have known a couple months ago. We'll just let you know. But hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't want to see. Well, actually, I, you know, I won't hate. I won't hate. I won't. I won't let's let's, let's move on. Man. Let's you move on, you man. don't want to see it, Mark. I won't. I won't hate. Let's move on, man. No, no, I won't hate. I'll give it up. I'll give it up to. Uh, I'll give it up to New York. It's like it's like I said on it's like I said on Twitter after uh, the Cowboys won that playoff game. I said I can't even be mad at Cowboys fans who win that playoff game. Just wait till my Knicks start winning. I'm gonna be insufferable. Y'all thought that 54 win season a couple years back was <laughs> was 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 something that was like Jr. Smith swinging his that arm. was light. Wait wait wait, was, wait till uh, it's wait till it's six. That was light. Wait till it's like. A continuous thing. Y'all gonna lose to the pay? Oh, actually, now that now that now that let's let's kid, let's put the slander away. And this is actually a good time to discuss. You put the slander away. Yeah, I, I am putting my slander away. Yes, I'm putting my slander away to yeah. say to ask. Uh, there's been some rumors with Kristaps Porzingis. Oh my God, is this on the call sheet? In a little no, this a little freestyle. This a little freestyle. <laughs> uh, there's been some rumors with Kristaps Porzingis and um. Some mentions with the San Antonio Spurs. What say you to those rumors? Rumors. <laughs> rumors. It's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. It's rumors. And everybody, I tell you, nobody. It only happens to the Knicks that is going to be this full blown. Oh my God! It's only happens to the Knicks. He's he's going to resign. It doesn't even make any sense to me. I don't period. Even know. Period. Point blank. Where, where'd you hear this, Mark? You made this up? No, nah, he probably saw it on Twitter. Mark made the rumors up. Mark, you started, you started this? When I made rumors up about the San Antonio Spurs, I have you better put it on Reddit. You put it on Reddit. I'm hearing that. I have better things to do in my life than make rumors about the San Antonio Spurs. Nah, because I, I can start I can start spreading rumors slash facts. But, you know, I'll I, I keep that to myself. Like people buying apartment buildings in certain areas. Oh, shit. All right. Well, our shit's getting shut down very soon. Do you want to you confirm where those apartments are? Nope. <laughs> At a later date. At a later date. To to be decided. Facts. We'll find out about those apartments uh, at a more appropriate time. Won't put anybody under the bus, but let's hit that feature presentation. Hit that feature presentation sound. And now our feature presentation. So to get started on the 20 year anniversary of the NBA lockout. Note that this week 
was pretty much the 20 year of when everything was reconciled. Now, there was a very, there was a nasty couple of months, not only with David Stern, but Billy Hunter and his representation of the players and what they expected from the owners and what the owners expected from their portion of the uh, CBA. And before the 1998 finals even began, the owners were interested in revisiting areas of the CBA that they had previously did in 1995. Now, uh, the collective bargaining agreement that they agreed to in 95 ended up getting a little bit uh, out of hand once players were gaining, according to the owners, the most out of the revenue. Uh, The revisit was possible once salaries and benefits took up more than 51.8% of all income. Now, from 95 going up to 98, that went up to 57% when it should have been a 48-48 split. So at this point, from 95 all the way to 98, let's take a look at the names that it came up before then. You have um, Kobe Bryant being a rookie of around that time. You have Kevin Garnett being the most popular high school athlete in which was, and pretty much was the biggest anomaly at the NBA in the NBA at that time. Some even say that his contract that he was able to receive around that year of 1998 was the biggest influence of revisiting the CBA. Record contracts were being given out throughout the entire season, but Garnett's $126 million contract over six years was one of the influences to revisit this. The 1998 finals happens. Jordan pushes off Byron Russell. Bulls are six-time champions. He was a six in the air. Phil Jackson steps down and says he's seen all that he has to see. He's done everything that he has to do. Six NBA championships. Jordan goes out as the greatest at the time. And we start going into a summer that fans were not 100% sure what is going to happen. The one thing that the owners wanted to revisit is not only the record contracts, but the bird rules. Uh, If you're not familiar with the bird rules, um, there's plenty of specifications on those online. But the reason that uh, the Bird Rules wanted to be looked at again was because of Jordan's exception that he was able to cash out with on the 98 season where he was able to receive $33 million from the Chicago Bulls for that one year. And on top of that, the highest thing that owners were able to go into is that teams were losing money and they represented that in their uh, proposal to the players The NBA had claimed that there were 15 teams out of 29 in the red losing money while the MBPA had actually claimed different. It was actually around four teams. So for half of the team, for half of the league to be losing a large amount of money like that, that's not not good, man. Things started getting crazy. So uh, they opened back up in March of 1998 to discuss salary cap and ceilings on salaries. They wanted to remove the bird rules entirely. And change rookie pay scales because once they seen Garnett get that large amount of money, they <laughs> were pretty confident that any other rookies that were coming up beforehand were going to be gaining contracts that we had never seen. And with uh, new TV deals that were on the horizon for the new millennium, they wanted to make sure that everything was set. However, the union did not agree and they wanted a raise on top of that for players who earned the minimum salary. Now, minimum wage in the NBA at that time was $275,000. So on top of disagreeing with a lot of things that owners did want, they also wanted a raise for the players that have been around for a while and are earning minimum salary. But that did not happen. And the lockout begins on July 1st, 1998, with a complete work stoppage. 
Now, at this point, I'm seven years old. Do y'all remember what happened? Uh, do y'all remember how y'all felt in the mm, summer I, of 98 once this happened? I I just remember talking to my cousins about it, and we were just going to be playing a lot of video games. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I, I mean, I was, I was, I think I was a little older than you, Mark, but, like, I wasn't obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, diehard NBA. Like, you know, I knew about it. I was a kid, you know, but I remember. What about you, Eldon? I was kind of, even though I was involved in the football, I living in New York at that time, it was it was a mix and nothing else. So, you know, not being able to see no basketball and just hearing about it, you know, just listening to talk radio at the age of eight and nine, which is sick for somebody, for a kid to be listening to – Sports talk radio. In New York. Like in the Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah, at eight and nine years old, and talking about all this stuff about the the lockout, and there's going to be no Knicks basketball. So, like, damn, I can I can't go to the guard. I can't watch. You know what I'm saying? I can't watch Patrick Ewing. I can't watch Patrick Ewing on TV. I can't see Allen Houston. I can't see all these all these Nick players that I loved watching the previous year. And I was like, okay, now what are we supposed to do with no basketball? And this is at a time where New New York, and this is at a time where New York Nick basketball was, I would high. say, I would say peak. at its peak. It was at its peak. You have the Heat rivalry. You have the Pacers rivalry that uh, was still pretty hot because the Indiana Pacers were still very uh, high as far as Eastern standings. And uh, now you're going into a couple of months. Well, at that time they did not know in July that it was going to be a couple of months. But you're going into a period where you start doubting that you might not even have a season which is fucking shitty to think about yeah. like if that like if that was to happen today like we like we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves oh 2011 i was 2011 i was upset yeah but the thing the thing about it was the what was different back then was there was just basketball it, these guys couldn't go out and didn't really adventure out and right. do, like they did but you know what I'm saying they couldn't they couldn't do what katie and durant did and and live stream a flag football game. Like, that yeah. was fun. You know what I'm saying? Or the Drew League wasn't as popular as it is now. Right, right. There, there's some things to entertain you nowadays. Yeah, you, you, these guys can play. Like, the 2011, guys are out there going to play and pick up in the Rucker Park or pick up wherever. Or they was having these secret games out in UCLA, these secret pickup games. So it was a lot different. Then I didn't think those guys in, in, in 98, 99 were really, you know, I don't think they were really, all right, well, we ain't playing basketball. Well, you know, I get to gamble. I get to smoke. I get to play golf. I mm. get to do this and do that. I don't think they were really taking care of their bodies like these guys used to do and do athletic. It's and different do. now. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah, and, and think, of 20, uh, think of 2011. That's almost seven years ago. And you think of an NBA that has way more revenue for its players. It's uh, arguably more popular and, 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 and more demanded than it was in 2011 than it was in 1998. And it's almost like um the music scene when people think of the 90s and think of how amazing uh music was and and so on and so forth uh what the music scene was as far as like say from a hip-hop perspective where there were not as many different areas to try and get money and eat and do many different things and you have these venues over here and you're uh, involved in this type of uh deal with so and so and you're doing this over there what they were able to have in 2011 was way different than uh, players had in 1998. And you were able to see that once the work stoppage happened and you saw players either trying to go play and, and do whatever they could elsewhere or they were literally just at home waiting. Yeah. 
because those guys is it's it's all they knew was basketball. And all, all all they knew was basketball. These like these other guys were these guys in 2011 were multi-sport athletes, so they went to do other things, or they went to rap, or they went to go act, or they went to do the fashion thing, or whatever, or they went to go play overseas. You know, yeah, the, yeah, over the overseas game wasn't really as popping now than it was then. Yeah, if you it happened saying? now, they would it'd be they'd be getting more checks doing other things. Yeah, especially especially now in 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 2019, there's many different areas that could happen if there was uh, another reason that owners wanted to take take a look at the CBA and do what they wanted to do. Uh, players wouldn't have. I mean, the fans are ultimately in, in 1998, and if it were to happen in 2019, are the ones who would suffer the most out of all of this. But the players at this point in time can do whatever the hell they want. But in 1998, on July 1st, you had an area where there's no player transactions, there's no workouts, and eventually they realized in September that there would be no games. Uh, now, Commissioner Stern and Billy Hunter did not revisit negotiations until August 6th of 1998. Uh, those failed after talks of revenue sharing between the teams. So you have from July 1st all the way until August 6th of a month of complete confusion and silence mm. of what is going to happen. Some NBA players had the freedom to do whatever they wanted. Uh, if you watch WCW like I did when I was seven years old, you had fucking Dennis Rodman yeah. throwing up too sweet with Hulk Hogan and Carmelo yeah. handing out that, diamond that, cutters that, and shit. That, that, that was definitely guys. that was yeah. definitely fun and entertaining. That that's was that was fun. That. Yeah. that was fun and entertaining because because that's when wrestling was kind of big. So you know, seeing like you said, Dennis Rodman, seeing all those guys come from to WCW or some of the guys coming from the WWF, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, having that, type that, of- that 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 made it fun. That was the one thing that they did that was like really was like, yo, that's Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. getting power bombed by Kevin Nash. Like, it, like that was fun. That part of it was definitely fun. And I, this is literally fresh off of finals. This is like they just stopped playing basketball like three weeks ago, and now they're on Nitro getting diamond cutters and getting thrown <laughs> over the top rope. But some did not exactly have that option, and and were not able to have that much fun, and. uh an old Sprite commercial from 1998 was able to show that where you see Grant Hill and Tim Duncan mowing lawns and uh, passing out the mail and getting paid by this little kid. Damn, I forgot about that commercial. Now I remember that commercial. Saying you can help Crazy. me do X, Y, and Z, and they're just stuck. Now, uh, the players at the time had had a little bit of a uh, issue with Tim and Grant doing that commercial and putting the NBA – uh, players in a bad spotlight where they're waiting to go back to work. But uh, revisiting it 20 years later, you start seeing that this was something that was really serious. You had lockouts before, but nothing uh, in an area like it was in 1998 where you're like, damn, the entire season might be be gone. Yeah. Now we go into September and it starts getting a little bit more uh, clear that there are going to be at least some games that get canceled. And the first two weeks of the NBA get canceled on October 13th of 1998. Uh, the arbitrator of the entire case at the time, John Fierick, decided in the case of the owners that they did not have to pay players during the lockout. So we're now going on to three months of speculation and concern about going back to work. And now that's three months of not getting paid. And now the two weeks of the NBA uh, season for 98-99 that is completely out. So now you're out of money. Man, I'd be so mad if I had season tickets. Hmm. Yeah, imagine imagine you had a team that was very close to getting to the finals or or, or was going to be very good in the playoffs picture, and now you're just 
waiting for all of this to happen. Yeah, I'd be hot. Yeah, that's a fact. Now, more games get canceled throughout November, as well as the 1999 All-Star Game in Philadelphia. And discussions get very heated between both parties. So David Stern's not having it. Billy Hunter's not having it. All-Star Game gets canceled three months out in the first Union Center, and now it's two months without basketball. Uh, you start going into December. More games get canceled. Players start getting curious that something needs to get done and get done very quickly because now we're going into the 1999. Now we're going because now we're going into 1999. No idea of what is going to happen and if any basketball is going to be getting played. Uh, David Stern recommends canceling the season if the season is not done by January 7th, and he says that on December 23rd, following. An exhibition game four days some prior pressure. to that in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yeah, he's applying some pressure, but yeah, he had to apply some pressure. If that if that entire season does not if that entire season does not happen, fans would have been. I mean, you know, this is true, but at, uh, he, at a certain point, you got to think as a businessman. He's like, look, we can't. We something's got something's got to change. And the one thing that the NBA did not want to happen, uh, uh, especially in in areas that they would find out later on once the actual deal gets done is that you don't want to have a situation that happened with MLB in the 90s. You don't want to have a lockout that happened so bad that players start uh, feeling that negative connotation towards baseball. Yeah, that baseball lockout was – I never thought it would get to that point where they that, – that was crazy because of me being a baseball fan. Hmm. I was that, was that was one of those things where it was just like, wow, they're really not playing. And this came out – and it came out of nowhere. For me, it came out of nowhere because I was a young kid, but – you know, I didn't really, you can't really track it because I'm however old I was at the time, but just being like, okay, no baseball in the middle of the summer. Shit, even if you was a little bit older, it'd be a little bit harder to track back then. Because there's no, there's no, there, there's no baseball. There's no football going on. There's no basketball because they're all into the only thing that was really in season was baseball. So it's like, okay. I know ESPN. I would I would have loved to see a 1998 or or seven broadcasting between that time where we have to find one man. I know they're out there. Yeah, they gotta have, they gotta have something related to that. Now the the NBA the, the MLB lockout it was uh, it was around similar terms, right? Or was it something different between the owners and the players? It it, it, it came down to what it always comes down to money. Yeah, of course. that's what it came down to. It comes down to money. Yeah, and it's the, the root of all evil. Yeah, it sucks when you're a fan that it sucks when you're a fan and you start seeing literally millionaires argue about who's <laughs> going to get the higher percentage right, out of right. the entire when everybody's exactly. getting money, everybody's getting paid big money, but it's about a percentage. Yeah, but that's yeah, and I understand that's from the from the perspective of the, of a fan and the outside looking in, but it's just like of damn, course. you start going into more months of no basketball at all now. Uh, once Stern recommends canceling the entire season, you start going into the year of 1999, where uh, MBPA President Patrick Ewing, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, and others were ready to get the negotiating committee ready. Uh, they are ready to head in New York City and be sure to put their presentation on to uh, get an end, well, to catch an end to this and make sure that the deal is done very soon before we lose all of the months, but thankfully, and thankfully Hunter reaches an agreement to have the new deal ratified with David Stern on January 7th, 1999. And we have some basketball to play. Yeah. Uh, with that, the two parties reach an agreement on their uh, perspectives. The cap salaries 
they cap salaries between nine and 14 million, depending on your tenure within the NBA. New rookie pay scale is based on when you were drafted. Uh, so uh, depending on where you were, where you land in the draft, whether you were first or fifth or 10th, right, right. Uh, there's a new rookie pay scale relating to that. The bird rules remain. The bird rules remain untouched, except it gets edited a little bit with caps on annual raises. And the minimum wage in the NBA is increased from $275,000 to $287,500. So a little bit of a bump, but not anything too crazy. Now, as far as fans, you start celebrating, but uh, with that comes a little bit more of the details. So when do we start playing basketball? Uh, They decide that the 50-game season starts on February 5th, 1999. And a few days after the announcement that we have a shortened NBA season, Michael Jordan decides to retire for the second time on January 13th, 1999, days after the new CBA. So Phil Jackson was gone after the 98 finals. And while Michael Jordan, I'm sure, was busy doing many other things during this lockout, Soon as the new CBA starts, he decides to retire on the 13th. Uh, with that, you have Scottie Pippen being one of the few people that is left on the Chicago Bulls, but he gets traded to Houston days after Jordan retires. I have a hot take. For, Go for it, bro. For, oh, oh, he gets traded to Houston days after Jordan retires. For Roy Rogers and a 2000 second round pick, Chicago signs him to a five-year, $67 million deal before sending him off to Houston. My hot take is Jordan was out of shape, clearly out of shape, and that's why he retired. Chugging that henny? Huh. Because because he came back, what, a year later? Two years later? He yep. was out smoking them cigs, eating steaks and he baked was, potatoes. He, he didn't think, I think he didn't think that the lockout was going to – he didn't think that they was going to play basketball. At all. And, at all. So he was chilling. So he, took, he was chilling. So you chugging that heavy until then January. They were like, all right, we got it done. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just going to retire. Hey, I retire, y'all. I ain't about to look trash out here to y'all. Man, yeah, I'm saying so. yeah, that. I ain't losing any. Now, uh, the Pippin Rocket story ends up being pretty interesting because he goes to play with uh, Akeem Olajuwon and Charles Barkley. Clyde Drexler had retired, um, I believe, the year prior. So now that is their three in Houston, but that ends up being a complete shitstorm because Pippen and Barkley end up having very large beef, and Pippen goes to the Portland Trailblazers the year after that anyway. But it's pretty funny when Barkley goes on his little tirades of teams of people teaming up, and he just got fucking Scottie Pippen and Akeem, Akeem, and Akeem Olajuwon out to play with them. Now, they were a lot older than they were in, say, Barkley's MVP season and Akeem winning his two championships, but uh, it's still pretty funny. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I don't pay attention at this point. He can say whatever he's going to say. On top of that, at the beginning of the season, Latrell Sprewell is traded from Golden State to the New York Knicks for John Starks, Chris Mills, Chris Mills, and Terry Cummings. He had not played since he choked PJ Carlissimo in December 1997 and was suspended for an entire year. <laughs> game changer. <laughs> that ended up being the game changer for New York as they. Uh, as they went into the playoffs as an eight seed, and I'm sure Elton is going to let me know firsthand what happened with that eight seed New York Knicks team. I, I know what you're talking about, but shout to Allen Houston. Playing the Miami Heat in the first round. Shout, shouts to Allen Houston. Allen Houston hits a leaner that has Pat Riley's face completely shoved into the ground. The snake. 
And they they have a very good run, almost being the first eight seed to win the NBA Finals. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You (laughs) You forgot the best part of that. What Patrick Ewing's? Uh, no, Ewing's no. Damn it! That's what the, I had. The four-point play by LJ. Oh yes, Larry Johnson four-point play. See, I was, see, talk- I was already thinking of Ewing's. Uh, I was already thinking of Ewing's. Uh, legs popping off his socket. That don't just be disrespectful. That that's the <laughs> loudest the Garden's ever been. Seeing that play from an aerial view and just seeing Larry Johnson hit it and the entire Madison Square Garden going up and going crazy. It was great. That was wow. Ah, memories. Memories. You gotta love it. You alright, Mark? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay at that point. The Knicks the Knicks of course fall to the San Antonio Spurs because they did not have all of their personnel, but uh they almost got held down with just uh Latrell Sprewell and Allen Houston, which would have been amazing if they were able to beat the San Antonio Spurs, but they end up the NBA champions in the shortened season. Uh, an NBA championship that Phil Jackson even said should probably have an asterisk on it, which was I was surprised. I mean, he kept it a buck. I already know. I already know. Keeping it a bean. Does that mean the, <laughs> that mean that mean the uh, that mean the uh, 2012 championship got an asterisk on it? Hey, if, if, if the shoe fits, right? Oh, if, if, uh, I don't know, man. I, like it's I said, whatever, it's whatever you want it to mean, Mark. How about that? There you go. Now after that. After that championship, Phil Jackson joins the NBA Lakers. The joins now after that championship, Phil Jackson <laughs> joins the Los Angeles Lakers as head coach, and of course, the rest is history. But we do have interesting accolades throughout that shortened NBA season. You have Carl Malone as your MVP of the NBA season. You have Alonzo Mourning as your Defensive Player of the Year. Vince Carter, of course, your Rookie of the Year. Daryl Armstrong of the Orlando Magic as sixth man and most improved player. I haven't heard that name so long. Uh, oh, yeah. coach, of the, coach of the year, Mike Dunleavy out in Portland. And, of course, your finals MVP, Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs. So that was fun. It was a good season. It led to one of my favorite video games of all time, which is NBA Live 2000. <laughs> that, that, man. Oh, man, I had so many bouts from that damn game. <laughs> I just remember Michael Jordan being on that basketball court, and I literally could not beat him for months. I might have beat him one time with Allen Iverson. Yeah, that was like final boss shit. Yeah, that was – couldn't win those for whatever reason. But shout-out to a good 20 years since the first shortened NBA season. Hopefully we don't have – This shit made me feel old. This whole thing just made me feel old as hell. You You want to feel even older? No, nigga. You want to feel even older? Let's go through. Let's go through the draft class. Let's go through. Let's go through the draft class. Oh my god! Let's go through, let's, let's go through the draft class. June thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine, at the MCI Center. First pick: Elton Brand, Steve Francis, Baron Davis, uh, Lamar Odom. Oh my goodness! Jonathan Bender, Wally Zerbiak, <laughs> Wally World, Richard Hamilton, Andre Miller, mm. Sean Marion. Jason Terry, Trajan Langdon, Alexander Radojevic, Radojevic, Corey Maggetti. Our test was the 16th pick? Yeah. yeah oh, AK, was... AK at 24. AK. James Posey, 18. 
think that Jermaine was Jones. Holy shit. It's a solid, it's a solid little class, man. Yeah, that was a good class. Nah, nah, it gets ugly after uh you might get ugly. Yeah, it gets ugly after AK. Holy shit. Yeah, but I mean, you know. That might not get too uh, too ugly. The second to last pick, Manu Ginobili. Okay, I mean, that's yeah. all right, man. Yeah. Manu had Manu had to get his off. Had to get his off. Some first first ballots in there, man. Yeah, he got his championships. He's out of here now. You sound like a hater. <laughs> why 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 would I hate? I mean, you you're the one who brought up Virginia's and San Antonio, really. That's that's the rumor. I mean, I I hear you. I just I just find it it's it just weird that it that it wasn't in our notes, and he just wanted to spring that up today. Yeah, it, it is what it you is know what I mean, Elton? Yeah, it's, you know what I'm saying. Hate it. Somebody right, you know, hate. Right, you know it is getting out of hand. Let's go to show. No, I'm just I'm just saying. I just I I didn't think it was really that you know. Uh, before we go to shout outs, um. Uh, drop, I might as well drop this little nugget in here. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We getting, we getting, we getting nugget talk. <laughs> we, we getting, we getting the nugget talk since Our, we're on the, since we're on the, the talk of lockout. I didn't think we would ever, ever have. Uh, I didn't think we'd ever have to use this imaging anytime soon. But drop the scoops. The ice cream. Uh, the whole the whole reason behind the 2011 lockout was because of the BRI, which is the split that the owners and the players get. It the owners wanted um, they wanted the 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 bigger portion of the pie. The players wanted to split down the middle. Uh, that's the reason what the whole really argument was about. And then the owners kept saying, "We're losing money. We're losing money." The players got, I think, like you said, fifty-seven percent, and then it kept it kept going down. The owner said, "We want fifty-fifty. We want fifty-fifty," and they kept telling the players that they're losing money. So the players said, "Okay, if that's the case, let me see your books." And this is why everybody hates Derek Fisher to this day on the player side because he they feel that Derek Fisher, uh, Roger, I think Roger Mason. And and Billy Hunter sold them all out in 2011, hmm. and they just took care of this, and and they took care of the star players. That's why everybody really, really hates Derek Fisher. Hmm, that's why everybody hates Fishhead, along that's with crazy. other things, along with other things. But yeah, that's, well, the main, yeah, yeah. that's that's that's, yeah. that's that's one of the main reasons why they can't stand him. So the owners didn't want to show their books, but then what happens is right after this. A couple of years later, the Bucks get sold for two million dollars, or two billion dollars, something like that, and they're, their worth is like five hundred million. So you get sold for for about what four times your amount. Yeah, but you keep telling the players. So nobody's talking about it right now, but don't be surprised if we see another lockout soon. It may not be as long as 2011 is, but I do believe the players are gonna the players are going to the players are gonna opt out of their deal and they're gonna and they're gonna lock out if they don't find a way to to get more money out of it. Not because well. the thing is, because the thing is, in 2011, really just took care of the star players. Mm-hmm. It didn't really take care of the guys in the middle. 
You know what I'm saying? It raised, it raised the I think it raised the rookie wage a little bit, but the guys in the middle, and then the owners are saying, and then the owners' combat is going to be okay. But what about all these all this money that we had to give to the Joe Kim Noahs of the world and the the Luol Dangs of the world when that when that cap spike hit and all those guys got paid and now all those guys are 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 not assets on their team and they got to either buy these guys out. So it's it I, I believe that there there's going to be a lockout coming soon in the next couple of years. Is it as easy as players just saying, "Hey, we want more money" or are there other objectives that they want to take care of with that? At first it was about the split. It was about the the the, the actual revenue split of everything that comes in from the sales, from the TV contracts, from the the Ticket game tickets, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It now is going to start coming down. They, the players want more of the pie because they feel like without us, you guys really can't function. And you can look at somebody like the Rockets owner, who's a lot of these guys, the guys, some of these guys that own basketball teams, owning the team is then is not their. Ways that of income, they, right? That's, they, they, it's not that it is only a couple of guys in the league. It's I think I I want to say I think Jordan's one, and I think and uh, and uh, uh, the guy from the Rockets name is skipping my brain. Him, he's the only one because his his money is. That's why everybody's saying making this whole big thing of the whole Chris Chris Paul thing. He that's his money that's going into the Rockets. It's not like he has an oil he has an oil company and he has the NFL team like some of these other owners who own like take for instance Stan Kroenke who owns the who owns the Nuggets. No, he owns he owns a football team. Now you have to be really really wealthy to to own a football team. Not to mention he owns a football he owns a basketball team and he owns a hockey team. And he owns uh, Arsenal, doesn't he? Or did he, did he pay that off? He, he owns and something, he, something, yeah, something, yeah. something around that too. Yeah, so, it's not it's not his main income. My my, my boy complains about that because he's an Arsenal fan. He complains about you know that type of situation. Is like this guy, you know, like sell us, just sell us because you're not necessarily doing what's best for the team. This is just a tax write off. Yeah, he just has his sons. He just has his sons take care of whatever they do um, uh, internally, and Stan doesn't really do much and just sits sits in the back. Yeah, so that that's that there is going to be. Uh, I believe, unless something changes with with uh, with the commissioner and the players and the owners and and everybody and uh, Michelle Roberts, I think this is they're going to be headed toward, towards another lockout. Well, I'm hoping that Adam is able to uh, to take care of that. He seems a lot more business oriented as far as getting things done, not only for the players but as well as for the fans than David Stern was. But we'll have to see once that bridge crosses. Yeah. Hopefully, if not, it's gonna be another long winter. Yeah, I can't deal. I can't deal with no basketball. If I have, if I have to deal with an area where the only thing I can do, watch man. is what baseball and be? football, dear God. What oh man, the lockout be, on the man. show. Oh my God. Lockout during the pod, man. Yeah, lock the pod out. You gotta lock the pod out. The pod's going on lockout. You might gotta lock the pod out. That's what might have to happen, fellas. No, nah, nah, we're going to have to hold it down. We'll change RSVN to some, to some whole other shit. We'll <laughs> change RSVN we'll to some whole other shit. All right, let's get, all right, let's get the shout-outs. 
All right, uh, real quick for mine, shout out Zion Williamson for that 360. That was scary as fuck. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, shout out Salty Stephen Curry for putting a 13 on top of his jersey. I laughed he very, had a good very point. hard. He had a good point. I know, he, I know he did it. He had a good point. Continue. No, he had a, he had a great point. Yeah, he sure did. Because the funny, because the funny, because the funniest, the funniest part of that whole like little clip was Steve Curry yelling, "You call that now?" Yeah, that, yeah. that was the whole funny part. Well, he right? he knows. Yeah, he, yeah, he should know. Let's see who well, else. Go ahead, continue. What's up with your jumper? Uh, shout out Giannis uh, pulling a John Cena. Why, Apparently how you he. Skip the- Shout out, shout out to Giannis ahead, pulling a John Cena. Apparently, he wants to uh, fight yeah. The Rock, and he thinks he can beat him. Yeah, I have one, I have one shout out, man. I, I look, man. I saw James Harden cross over. Look, man. Yeah, he <laughs> fell hard too, bro. He, he fell like, hard. Oh, you talking I, about Murray? <laughs> listen, man. Jamal went when Jamal when Jamal went down, bro, and then he had the nerve to foul him at the end. I, I, <laughs> he knew what it was. Yeah, like. Oh, like fuck. I, 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 you know, that was a, that was a damn good play. That's a damn good play. Oh, and my last shout out, um, props to Ben Simmons for taking, uh, <laughs> the confidence. But see, this is slander in itself. No, it's not. This is, this is, this is giving ahead, props. This is giving props say. of a player having confidence to play outside of his comfort level. See, just look at just the fact that and, this is um, one of your shout outs is slander. This because, is not because no, listen. This, this is because props. listen. Because listen, if 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 you weren't in slanderless, you would not be shouting him out for this right now. Yes, I yes I would. It takes a lot of confidence as uh, for an MJ <laughs> player what you mean? As to shoot the ball with his teammate Markel Fultz. It takes a lot of confidence to to, to get right and and you know play outside of your zone. So it's 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 commendable All right. to get right. Okay, to get, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, pray for Mark Kelly, front of a shot. You know what Cole said? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Any any other any other shout outs? Oh. <laughs> like, you got Hold on. I, do I get a shout out? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, of course. course. Uh, all right, I got two shout outs. Um it, it's kinda all involved in the same thing. Shout out to um the business uh real estate consultant and shout out to the real estate consultants in the New York area. That's all I'm ah, saying. So you confirmed it's <laughs> a New York area. Yo, drop the scoops. Oh, man. All right. All right. This man made the call. That would make the damn cause. Call the real estate agency himself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shout out our boy Shaq. He's getting married on Friday the 11th. Oh, of They're course. For that. Absolutely. We will be it's in about the building. Time. <laughs> what took you so long, brother? <laughs> Shaq was damn. Like <laughs> damn. It took you so long, brother. That's a great, that's a good woman. <laughs> Damn. I got her back. Shout out Shaq and Tyler. We will be there on Friday to celebrate uh, your, what is it? Is it, is it commemoration? Oh, that's it, right? No, isn't it jump in the broom? Jump in the they, broom. They uh, jump in the broom. Yeah, mark hey. next. Mark next. Huh? That's a fact. That's a fact. Huh? Yeah. You know, damn well it's Jay. All right, let's hit the uh, let's hit the uh, let's hit the soldier moment real quick. My real soldier moment is is the halftime show uh, that I had no idea uh, that it was going to happen this way uh, for the national championship when Lil Wayne came out and Mary J. Blige boots and again, and I was yeah, deeply confused. Um, but yeah, like it's Wayne. Agreement. 
No, I love I I love I I knew Imagine Dragon was gonna be up there. Like I didn't, but I didn't know Wayne was you know a part of the performance. So, but he I'm came kinda, out. I'm kind of on Imagine. I'm kind of on Imagine Dragons. I think I'm just tired wild. of seeing him everywhere. Bro, that that song has been out for so long. Forever, I feel like right. For every so commercial. Every yeah, every show. Toyota commercial, every Honda commercial. Oh, Mad Dragon is good for a Toyota commercial. Oh my god, bro. So, but Wayne, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I I got nothing but love for you, man. But you was out here, man. You was out here. Shout out, shout out, Clemson. Uh, when Bama loses, everybody wins, and I, I do believe that. Um, USC, please get it right, Cardinals. Thank you for making the right hire when we when we made. Uh, you know. The Wilkes hire, I, I said it was wrong then, and I'm, and I'm still saying it now, so I'm glad I was correct. Uh, please get the number one pick right, please, please. Um, uh, go Tottenham. Um, yeah. Elton, you got a soldier moment? Um, so, yeah, since I haven't, I haven't been on since this whole ordeal went down in uh, Clipperland, shout to Draymond Green. Thank you. Oh, I just want to appreciate you, young brother. And I will be watching the game tonight. Interesting. The first person, the first player in the Warriors dynasty to pull the brick that we needed to fall. Thank you, Draymond <laughs> Green. Now he might he might pull the brick himself with that with that hip injury nobody's talking about. Yep. That he oh, needs surgery on. Talk about it. Talk oh, about it. Oh, Shit. speaking of Warriors fucking up, my soldier moment is Patrick McCaw's dumb ass. Left the Warriors. To go sign for the Cavs, because apparently some family member told him to take the bread and leave Golden State. And what do you know? Cleveland waves him after a couple of days. Hey man, tough luck, man. You gotta you gotta be responsible for your own decisions. So this is one of those moments. Yes, sir. <laughs> as simple as that, buddy. Good luck to you. Hope you get picked up. But things happen, man. You made this decision. You deal with it. Yeah, you're saying whether there's always Fubu. That's crazy. No, I'm not gonna clown him like that. No, that's that's a little bit too much. Come on, man. He's 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 he got he got a few checks, man. Elton, we always love having you on on the show. We appreciate you coming on for another week. Anything? You just tell you Elton want? you loved him. I like that, man. That was real nice. Of you, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, he no, I'm that. not making fun of you for that. Just, that was he, awesome, Mark. Good for he, you. He, he had to do it after he hit me on Twitter saying, telling me happy birthday. So. Yeah, bro. Oh, that's, 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 that's not even a fire happy birthday. Group <laughs> a, Twitter, a Twitter happy birthday. Oh, hey, hey, no, hey, hey, everybody, plus you, happy birthday in the group chat. <laughs> a group chat happy birthday is a fire happy birthday. I'm sorry. That, that's got a rank top three. Real, real, real niggas, real niggas going to hit you up in the group chat and make sure you get a tweet as well. Mm. You know what? I'm tired of this business. <laughs> Elton, anything you want to plug before you get up out of here? Uh, no. Oh, everything that I've, I've talked about will come into fruition soon. So hopefully I'll be back to to lay some more information out. This man, this man Elton just sitting back waiting <laughs> in the rafters. Sitting back in his chair waiting for that damn jersey to pop up on NBAstore.com. Yep. With a thirty-five on it. I promise as soon as if 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 you're oh if and, this, and eleven and eleven. If and this 11. if and this comes 11. to All if right. this comes if this happens, you know we'll make sure we'll give you time to you know, get your thoughts off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. With that, anything else that happens in the wonderful world of the Apple Sport, you will hear it here on RSPN with your favorite yeah. co-host Jeff and Mark. Yeah, and on yeah, that yeah. note, King Crow, no. we are what? 
You heard what I said, nigga. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm, all right, I'll cut the mics. All right.